Hey everyone, just me today. Thanks so much for tuning in and taking the time to check out the Glow Phase with Your Balance podcast and our YouTube channel as well. Just dropping a few thoughts for you today uh, as Daniel is busy uh, and I am sounding a bit sick, so as you might hear, I'm a bit congested. So I've actually picked up uh, COVID-19, that's still a thing, so I've been a bit under the weather. So a quick one from me today and actually taking some time to reflect back on a podcast that Daniel and I put together a few weeks ago around confrontation and around how each of us have been sort of exploring this idea of confrontation and, and thinking about it in different ways where I kind of presented quite an a aggressive sort of uh, position to Daniel where I'd rather be on the front foot and be... You know, if someone's going to confront me, then I'll confront them back and take that position. Whereas Daniel was, I think, happier to, you know, sometimes do that level of confrontation, but also uh, take a step back and listen and, and try to absorb and maybe even wish the best for someone if he could. Now, an interesting situation came up just last week where I was sort of put into a, a, a situation that was quite confronting very quickly. And, and it actually happened, funnily enough, to be about my car again. It's always about where I sort of how I drive and where I park my car. Clearly a, a reoccurring theme. So I actually uh, was dropping my daughter off at my parents' house last Wednesday. And uh, I went to pull into the driveway. And this old couple was just about to walk past the driveway. So I sort of stopped, uh, let them walk past, and pulled into the driveway. Now, the driveway does technically cut across a footpath, but I sort of pull into the driveway far enough to where I think, look, it's not too bad for someone to walk around the car. There's a bit of space. But as I sort of turned the car off and looked out my window, there was this old man uh, looking at me, probably 10 meters away or so, but giving me a death stare from far away. And I instantly knew what he was looking at me about and the fact that I had parked my car in the driveway, technically over the footpath. So I opened the door and I, he started yelling at me and I don't remember exactly what he said but I remember my response to him was like, look mate, don't make this a big deal, look at the beautiful sunny day around you, just go and enjoy your walk. We seemed to escalate things with him pretty quickly. Now mind you, that wasn't my reaction the same time that someone, sorry, the last time that someone else had told me where to park my car in the driveway. Last time I was quite confrontational and spoke back and asked back at them and sort of, uh, uh, you know, pushed back, if you will. And today, I wasn't really feeling it. Today, I just, I don't think that day, I just didn't want to get into a confrontation. I knew what this was going to do to me. I knew that I'd have to think about this and process this and, and emotionally deal with someone yelling at me like him. And effectively, I didn't want to deal with it. I effectively told him, look, just go away. Don't make this a big deal. Enjoy your day. Have a nice day. Enjoy the walk and carry on with your day. And again, it seemed to really upset him. So much so, he started calling me a selfish C-U-N-T, and I won't say the word, but for some reason, I got labeled within about a minute of talking to this gentleman, a selfish C-U-N-T for the simple act of parking my car in a driveway and telling him to go and have a nice day and enjoy the walk. Now, I'm not sure that my actions warranted that kind of a response, but, you know, maybe he was having a bad day, so who knows, maybe I was the chair on top of a ice cream sundae of a pretty shit morning for him. So he felt they needed to let me have it. And my posture was a bit defeated to him. I was sort of hunching over and bending down as if like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this is where this is going. 
He even proceeded further to, to sort of say, look, you, you selfish C-U-N-T, did you know children are going to die because you've parked your car in the driveway like that? Indicating that kids need to walk around my driveway, or walk around my car on the driveway, and in doing so, they're going to walk on the road and the car's going to hit them. So I'm a selfish C-U-N-T because kids are going to die from where I've parked my car. Now, it is admittedly a bit far-fetched as what this guy's saying. I don't think that kids are going to die, and I pretty don't, don't think I'm a selfish C-U-N-T for parking my car in a driveway that my parents have paid for and effectively that's a, a driveway it's where cars go and I've asked people to sort of take two steps around my car but the point is I was I was very upset by the whole situation I didn't confront him I didn't push back I let him have his day let him say the things he wanted to say he walked away saying if your car is still here in five minutes I'm going to walk right over it started threatening the car it left a really bad taste in my mouth and I you know I think reflecting on it I started thinking about how I'd want to respond if if you know it happens again you know and thinking about the fact that the last time someone told me where to park my car in the driveway, I gave it to them and that made me feel a lot better. So I was thinking about how I could, you know, respond more aggressively to him and tell him where he stands. I mean, I'm a 30 year old guy, I'm not too big and too strong, but you know, I can fit and I can carry myself and I can pretty much, I'm sure I can defend myself against a seven year old feeble man. So I could be physically threatening to him. I run situations in my mind for a few days after around Okay, if I see him again, I'm going to tell him where to go and I'm going to tell him, you know, come at me and do something about it, you know, which is a really mature thing to say, right? But I kept processing it over and over and over again in my head and I couldn't quite figure out how to come to a conclusion with this confrontation, you know, that would better humanity. And I always think, you know, I'm a big, big believer in our responsibility to take chaos and turn it into order, as Jordan Peterson would say, you know, to confront the dragon. This man was a dragon in my life, fundamentally, you know. I may be over-dramatizing it, but he really did bother me. It really did sat on my mind for a few days. So how can I best take chaos and turn it into order? Well, now, what is order in this situation? Well, the order in this situation is effectively teaching, you know, teaching this man a lesson, so to speak, or, or effectively helping this man learn how to deal with you know, someone who is doing something that he doesn't like, effectively helping this man, uh, you know, deal in confrontation, making sure that no one else, I think effectively this is what it came to, when, you know, how do you create order out of the situation, well, how can you make sure that no one else gets yelled at in the same way that, that I did, and that was how I was kind of processing it in my head, so there's a responsibility then on the individual, on me, to, to engage in the situation next time and take a different stance. And so I um denied and um denied about how to do that. And it was, you know, it was about a week later that I was just sitting there reading a book, trying to get my mind off it. And I read a book. In, in the book, the the author mentioned Nelson Mandela and him as a leader. And I thought, geez, that's a guy who surely knew how to deal with confrontation. Who surely knew how to, you know, look at someone who you know hated him and, and, and progress the conversation in the right direction. And what and what did he have to say about confrontation? And effectively, Nelson Mandela said, look, you need to learn to respect each other first. And before you do that, and before you learn to understand each other, then you can't make any progress. And so that, I think that changed, you know, Nelson Mandela, you think about as well how when uh, the African-American movement, you know, Martin Luther King, you know, in the 50s and 60s around, uh, around equality and, and, you know, breaking segregation in the States, what was their, uh, how, how did they sort of, you know, counteract the, the, the violence and the negativity and the, and the, you know, just the hatred that was against them? Well, typically it was in non-violent ways. They were non-confrontational. They stood their ground. They took their beating and they moved forward. But they got what they wanted in the end. Nelson Mandela, same thing. That man spent 25 years plus in a prison uh, waiting for his opportunity. And when he had his opportunity, he embraced people who, you know, would have put him in jail, would have killed him 10, 15 years before. 
<coughs> sorry man, the COVID kicked in then. So what does that mean? So what that means when I'm talking to my friend, you know, in, in the street who's calling me a selfish C-U-N-C, then it's not about getting angry back at him. It's about trying to set the scene that we're both humans and we're both trying to get a level of respect out of each other. And we both need, need a, you know, a resolution that, you know, if we can't figure this, you know, out at a, in a local area, in some, you know, suburb in the middle of, you know, Sydney, Australia, if we can't figure out how to way to make peace, then what chance do we have on a global scale to make peace? So... The way I think I'm going to approach the situation, and I'll come back and tell everyone how I go with it, is you know, I'm going to park my car in the driveway every week, and hopefully I get to see him again. And what I want to do is I want to step out of the car, I want to you know, acknowledge him, and give him an opportunity. Say, hey, do you, if you want me to change, move my car and change my behavior, this is what you're going to need to do. And I want to give him an opportunity to solve his problem. Effectively, he needs to apologize for calling me a selfish C-U-N-T because I don't believe I've warranted that. So he needs to show me a level of respect that I think I deserve and engage me as a human being. That's the second thing he needs to do. You know, Talk to me respectfully. Uh, tell me articulately what you want from me. Don't just stand there and yell at me and call me names. And I think get you know the point there is when you're having the confrontation, get each other on the same level. Both of you are human beings. Both of you have viewpoints. Both of you have you know, emotions and things that get you angry uh, and, you know, getting each other on the same playing field and showing a level of respect to the other person, I think is one of the crucial steps that Nelson Mandela must have implemented and did implement in getting his message across and getting his outcome in situations. <coughs> so I intend to do that. I intend to set the ground rules. You know, if he threatens to get violent, I'll intend to call the, I'll threaten to call the police. And I don't want to get violent back at this man. It's no good outcome for me. You know, this, that doesn't ever looks good a 30 year old man having to get violent against a 67 year old guy. Like that's never going to be a good outcome for me. It's not what I want, and that doesn't help the situation. So settle of respect, find a compromise, and you know what? If the compromise is me end up ending up having to not park my car in the driveway some days, then then so be it. But at least in that situation, I will have taken some chaos and turned it into order. Because maybe the next time something that pisses that man off confronts him, he's gonna think twice before he calls that person a selfish C-U-N-T. He might actually show that person a level of respect, and maybe in that situation, maybe it's a bigger deal, maybe something more serious is happening. He's going to be able to de-escalate the situation and be able to move forward towards a resolution that works for him and the person aside from him. And in that sense, that's bringing some order to the, to the situation. So I'll keep it posted. Hopefully, I run into my friend again sometime soon, and I get to learn how to deal with confrontation in, in in a way that's really constructive and brings you know goodness to the world, not more confrontation, not more evil, not more anger, but brings some peace. That's me for today. Signing off. Hope you enjoyed today, and hopefully, Daniel and I get to catch up next week and start to speak about failure, which we've been talking about, speaking about for a, for a few weeks now. So take care, and thanks so much for taking the time to listen.